Hello again, friends, and welcome uh, to Season 2, Episode 4 of My Life in Miniatures. And that might be the earliest I've ever had an er in, uh, in my introduction speech there. How's it going? Today on the show, talking about her life in miniatures, we have the one and only Darcy Bono. Um, it's a great conversation. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Um, it's available... Wherever you find your favourite podcast, if you just stumbled across this because of the link that I've posted, then um, then be sure that you can find this on Spotify, Audible, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, and loads and loads of other places where you find your favourite podcast. Um, although one note, I don't know if anyone noticed last week, uh, episode three uh, took a little bit of time to appear on Apple. Not sure why, don't know why I did that, but it did. But anyway, as always, you'll be able to find uh, this on heresyandheroes.com um, under the tab M-L-I-M. Mlim. I haven't said Mlim yet this season, have I? There you go. Well, there's have, there's have multiple Mlims for you this morning. Um, it is the morning. It's the morning that I post this podcast, actually, because I've been a lazy devil this week. And uh, I'm doing this kind of last minute. And that shouldn't affect anything. Uh, Darcy and I had our chat a couple of weeks ago, so um, I was in I was in much more vigorous mood back then. Um, but yeah, what have I been doing? Uh, I have been doing a lot of stuff actually with the hobby, which has been quite nice. I've been I've started work on a squad for Golden Demon, um, and I'm not super thrilled with it where it's going so far. It's all right. It's all right. What sort of one bit out of uh, two that I've done so far has gone really well. The other bit was tricky, and I, I sort of maybe I've overreached on something. You know how it is when you're painting and you're like, I'm going to try something new, <clears throat> and then you try something new and it doesn't necessarily work. Um, but I've got other options, I'm, and you know I've got plenty of little entries ready for Golden Demon, which, by the way, still no news. Uh, as we are recording this on uh, July 3rd, uh, the day before American Independence Day. Um, happy birthday, you filthy colonials over there. Um, no, I'm joking, of course. Um, have a wonderful 4th of July celebration if you are indeed in the States or of the United states <coughs> persuasion. Uh, God, that is rambling, isn't it? Well, anyway, what I was getting to, um, and I can talk about these now, uh, Games Workshop were very nice, and they sent me the new shade paints that have come out. In fact, do you want to hear them? This is what three bottles of the new shade paint sound like. How weird was that? Um, that probably sounded disgusting. I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, yeah, they sent me the new shade paints um, to have a go with, and uh, obviously this is a, a bit of an audio medium, so it's, it's trickier to... Describe them. Um, I'm sure you've been seeing lots of pictures. Um, I'm I'm more interested in the shades than I am the contrast paints, but the contrast paints look amazing as well. Um, but yeah, I, I I got the shades and I picked out three here, which I just want to talk about, which I really really like. Um, firstly, Croak Green is um, it's beautiful. It is. Uh, it's quite mossy. It's quite sort of algae-like. I think they they named it well after what is essentially a giant frog. Um, yeah, it's really really good. It's got a lovely source. It's an organic green. It's you know it's very um, 
woodlandy, foresty, swampy sort of colour, and uh, I think that's going to go down an absolute treat. It's it's really good. Um, Berserker Bloodshade. I'm a huge fan of this because um, I like when I'm doing like nurgly things, and I want them the sort of sores and boils to have sort of a red glaze uh, before I put a big splodge of yellow in the in the middle of them. Um, you know, sort of look like it's irritated, uh, angry skin. Um, Berserker Bloodshade is um, it's perfect. I previously I'd use Caribou Crimson, but this is again this is more. A sort of blood red colour, you know, it fits in that sort of range of things like Blood for the Blood God and Flesh Terror's Red, where it's a bit more bloody, um, whereas Caribou Crimson is a bit more sort of, well, crimsony, really. It's, uh, it's got a very good name. But yeah, uh, Berserker Bloodshade is going to be great if you like doing sort of blood, uh, essentially. And the third one that I've picked, um, which I've used a little bit, um, is, is called Targor Rage Shade. And I've chosen it per, uh, entirely based on its name, Targor Rage Shade. Uh, there you go. What, what a title that is. Um, I'm going to stop waffling in a bit, but I'm just going to tell you I'm also very much getting into Kill Team right now. Um, I've been learning how to put a team together. I've got some ideas for my team. Um, so expect to see me working on some of that in the future. But um, I think we should probably start uh, start talking about Darcy. Um, my guest today, Darcy Bono, um, who you can find on Instagram at Darcy underscore Bono underscore creations or on Twitter uh, at Darcy underscore Bono. Um, I've been following her work for some years now and I think she's one of the most uh, unique painters out there at the moment in, the, in quite a quiet way. Um, you know, there are, there are unique painters who you can sort of instantly recognise by their sort of mad styles. I think Darcy is, um, and we talk about this a bit in the podcast, she's come at it from a, a maybe a different painting tradition uh, base than other people uh, typically come into the hobby from. And it, I think it comes through in her work and it makes her work really nice to look at, really um, quite interesting. And so I'm really thrilled to have her on as a guest. Um, I should also say, if you if you want to go and support her because she is a commission artist, uh, you can find loads of uh, useful links. She has a link tree, which is... Um, I've seen these on various people's accounts, and they're quite useful, I think. Um, which is, of course, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E uh, forward slash Darcy underscore Bono underscore creations. Uh, there's links to it on both her Instagram and Twitter, so um, you can go and support her there. Uh, yeah, uh, she was great to have a chat with. It was fantastically fun talking to her about her life in miniatures. And uh, yeah, without any further ado, as I say on pretty much every every one of these podcasts, let's talk to Darcy Bono about her life in miniatures. Darcy, lovely to have you here. How are you? I am doing fantastic, John. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries. Lovely to have you on My Life in Miniatures. Um, we're going to talk to you about your life in miniatures today. Yes. Um, you're someone who I've been uh, following on various social medias for um, quite some time now, and I'm very excited to talk to you. Um, but before we get into a few of the projects I'm more familiar with, um, let's go back to, uh, I think, uh, around 2004, maybe a little before that, what 
what first draws Darcy Bono to miniatures? Um, I, I, yeah, I actually, so I was just a, a, a dumb little 14 year old at the time. Um, and my friend, um, she and her brothers had gotten into the, the Lord of the Rings um, game workshop game. Yep. And since it hadn't been, you know, too long after the movies came out. Uh, so that was the initial draw. And then my, I, I never played it. I just had seen the miniatures. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then we happened to have one of the few games workshops in our, in the state at the time, mm-hmm. about 40 minutes from our house. So like just happened stance that it was accessible. Uh, yeah. My mom drove, my mom drove me there. And like, as soon as I walked in, I was like, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, cause we were, we were both, my friend and I were both like history nerds, but we both also really liked mythology and, and fantasy. Okay. So this was like, the perfect mashup of two because it's i i went with the um the lizard men because they were aztec mayan Incan dinosaurs <laughs> yep, yep. and uh and she went with the bretonians just because you know arthurian knights you can't and viva france as well yes yeah so it was good but my but my mom was really like she's like a closet nerd she doesn't want anyone to know she likes nerdy things but she was like flipping out over the tomb kings because she loves like egyptology stuff so having like my friend into it but my not having to drag my mom or beg my mom to take me to the store i think definitely helped because she was i think she was like secretly excited good nice yeah and it's uh we, we should also explain for uk listeners that uh a 40 minute drive in the US is about a five minute drive in the UK, I find. It's um, in terms of the level of commitment that one needs to have to, to do that journey. That's yeah. about, we, we, we were way out in the country, so it wasn't, it wasn't anything unusual for us at all. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So you get into, you're, you're there, you see the those old days of Bretonians and um, yes. Doom Kings. And the Ogres, I think, were new at the time. I almost went with them. Wow. That, that, yeah. Yes, there you go. That See, I say that ages you, but it, 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 when I say what my first ones were, they they're ages me far worse. <laughs> um, <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember when there were Metal Gretchen. No, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> um, yeah, so you pick out uh, as your first miniatures, uh, the Saurus Warriors. And yes. um, so you mentioned that love of history. And, uh, you know, obviously there was a very, and there still is a sort of Aztec, Mayan, Incan um, theme to the now Seraphon, then Lizard Men. Mm-hmm. Um, w- was that purely what drew, drew you in, or was it the whole, oh, well, I get an army of dinosaurs thing? Um, it was kind of it was kind of a mix. I, there were there were literally probably about four other armies I was leaning towards uh, the uh, the Tomb Kings again with the Egyptology stuff, um, the Wood Elves just because I love I love nature again being out in the country, uh, yeah. the Beast of Chaos uh, mythology. So there were there was a lot lot of different categories of my interests there. But the Lizardmen seem to have have the best like mashup of of history and fantasy for for and and the aesthetic as well. Just because I I mean they're dinosaurs, they can you make them look however you want. <laughs> so that is, that is one of the beautiful things about dinosaurs. You there is no one who can tell you no, it didn't look like that. Yeah, yeah. So did you? How how was your first experience painting a toy soldier? Was it? Were you a much of a, a painter before, or were you? Uh, I had um, my my grandmother 
she she was a painter. Actually, both my grandmothers were painters. One one on canvas, and the other she did like she would do some stuff on like traditional artwork. But she liked painting like figurines, like the the old school like ceramic kind of stuff. Yeah. So I painted a couple of the little like you know porcelain angel kind of things with her before as like you know nine or ten year old, um, much bigger scale. But had had a general you know background with brushwork and thinning your paints and stuff from her. Um, but I was working with, um, folk art paint. So not, not, it really wasn't too bad looking back at it. I, I I honestly could probably do it again. It just takes a little more thinning. Mm -hmm. Um, doesn't stick to the metal models very well. (laughs) No, it doesn't. (laughs) My poor, my poor pterodons, they were, they're, they're in rough shape now because they're Um, all folk art. Yeah, I think uh, that's what we over here call poster paints. And, uh, I did the same thing, uh, many years ago and, um, yes, they do not stick to metal at all, especially yeah. un- uh, metal that hasn't even been undercoated because you don't understand what that is yet. That's, yeah, uh, I, I did all right with that because I had had the, I read through my little you know army book at the time since you know YouTube didn't exist, so it was your yeah. your information is your army book and whatever yeah. the guy at the store says, and that's what you got. So <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> but it was good. I, I there was never as soon as it started, I was like, oh my god, I love this so much. So there nice. was never there was never a moment of like, ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So because and did that those initial Saurus Warriors that um, and I know you sent me the um, I was going to call it Ripper Swarm, but that's Tyranids. Um, the uh, little, Jungle Swarm. Jungle Swarm. That's it. Yeah. Did so? Did that? Did it become an army for you? Uh yeah. I painted basically. I, I painted enough to play a game. Uh, against the Bretonians, and I did maybe four or five games, just a handful of games. But I kept getting my butt kicked every time because one, I'm terrible at strategy. Two, Bretonians. So, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's only so much anyone can do against a trebuchet. <laughs> yeah. So it it got to the point where I was like, this is fun, and I like seeing them all on the field together, and you know, hang out with my friend, obviously, but but I enjoy the painting aspect way more. So at that point it got to be more of just a, I want to paint one of each unit kind of thing. Um, I know that, but yes. So it was, it, 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 it got to army size, but not, not an ideal like gameable kind of thing, but that's no. not what I, that's not what I ended up wanting basically. No, no. And I mean, we'll, we'll obviously run through your list of the miniatures we're going to talk to today, but uh, talk about today. So you know, you, you spoke there about uh, playing a few games and um, I have known you over the years as being someone more who uh, who, who paints, um, who's a painter rather than a gamer. But do you still manage to get the time or the do you have the drive to paint armies or war bands and, to enjoy in that way as well? I do. I, I think that's why I prefer Warcry. Uh, that's really the only thing I play at the moment. Um okay. Just, just for time's sake in, in gameplay and in the amount of time it takes to complete a warband. Um, yeah. I do have a lot of Warcry warband. Nice. Well, yeah, they're, they're my palate cleanser, basically, between like big commission projects. I, I kind of treat myself to painting my own guys. Yes. But um, I'm working on a 40k orc army. Um, I've got enough to play Beast of Chaos and Age of Sigmar, but it wouldn't it all be competitive? It, it, again, it's just one of each unit basically is what I have. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah. 
Why not? I'm, I'm, I'm close. Once, once I can paint a little more full time and, and do my stuff on the weekends, I, I would like to get a full army in one of the main platforms. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I, I have a similar thing where um, usually at the end of a big project, I'll just say, right, I'm painting a bounty hunter for Necromunda because I can do whatever I want and I don't care what anyone else really Yeah, I, because I want to at this point. <laughs> exactly. Whether people like it or not, it's, I'm happy. Right. With it. You got it. Yeah. So um, we mentioned there a bit of uh, Age of Sigmar because the next thing we're going to talk about, um, and I, I looked at these and this is one of those it is something I kind of associate with you in terms of it's got a there is a an intelligent and gentle creativity behind it um which I think is always the sign of a someone who I I think it would be fun to have a game against and that's why I asked you about the gaming as well (laughs) um tell me about your ice jaws and particularly your ice jaws brute well that is actually the miniature that and theme that got me back into Warhammer, like in like with zeal, basically. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was um, the first uh, main project I started for myself uh, after I I became a mom and I I had just kind of dabbled in like between like high school with the lizard men and becoming an adult, uh, I just kind of dabbled here and there whenever I had time, I wasn't super gung ho, didn't play anything. Um, but then at the end of the day with, you know, running on like four hours of sleep max, I was like, I just want to sit down and vegetate and I don't know, TV is just going to put me to sleep. And uh, yeah. So I was like, I need to just calm down and I will get back into painting. So that was my get back into painting project. Um, and we were in Montana at the time. So Northern U.S., right next to the Canadian border. Super, <laughs> unbelievably cold winters, yeah, yeah, like ne- negative 20 Fahrenheit. So, yeah, absurdly cold winters. Uh, every Everything from November to probably April is snow. So that was heavily inspired by my environment at the time. <laughs> That's a good, good way to use it, yes. Well, that's yes. getting something else that freezing. And it, and I hadn't seen it done before either uh, with the yeah. ice uh, ice orcs. So the the overall aesthetic is based on that and the uh, Death Knight from World World of Warcraft. Just since that has a frozen aesthetic to it, so yeah, nice. And it, I mean, I, yeah, like I was saying, it's it's good you managed to draw something from those uh, freezing surroundings, but. Um, I, that's probably the first person I've talked to who's who's said that it is painting miniatures is for you obviously it was but it, was it a a good way of dealing with having a newborn and um, being yeah. in the frozen waste? It was it, oh yes, a thousand percent that um, yeah because I, I used to be a big like video gamer like waste I wasted so much time now. <laughs> I enjoyed myself, but a lot of time spent. Um, but then those would just start stressing me out because I'm like, I'm, I was, you know, fairly competitive and then, but was so tired. Like I was, you know, doing terrible. So I'm like, this is just, this is not relaxing at all. This is not helping at all. So painting was something that I could control. That was, you know, I could just kind of just go into my own little world. So that, that helped quite a bit, uh, calm, calm me down and Mm. Uh, go through all the you know the post delivery stuff and becoming a new parent so that it was a it was a good um therapeutic hobby yeah it gave you some quiet contemplation time mm-hmm. definitely 
That's great. No, that's, that's wonderful to hear. It's, it's, it's amazing how the hobby can help in, in, in so many different ways. I just, I'd never heard it of being a, I, I, I've got friends who, who paint toy soldiers and have since had children and, you know, they tend to drop off. They sort of disappear and, you know, they go from painting many things to sort of putting out a, you know, one miniature a year and being like, yeah, I, I got five minutes to myself. It's fine. But yeah. it's really nice to hear that you've managed to turn it into a way to find some relaxation and all of that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So it's probably a little healthier than, than video games. <laughs> I don't, I don't nerd rage as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh yes, I have a similar thing where I used to play a lot of video games and now um, I limit my time on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Painting is far more zen, I think. Yes, yes, you got yeah. it. Um, so moving on from your, your ice jaws, we then go to the, the Tower Riptide. Uh, this is obviously quite a, a huge miniature. Um, mm. In fact, it was, it's kind of the one that I think of as being the first of uh, an ongoing wave of really big uh, toy soldiers. Um what were your experiences painting the tower and, and why, why did you pick a tower riptide? Uh, so that was actually part of a army commission. My, my first army commission, actually okay. um, my first major uh, commission that's still ongoing, <laughs> still ongoing. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been going for several years I, just since I can't paint full time. It's just kind of a, you know, paint, paint up stuff when you can. Um, but yeah, that was uh, a, a really awesome guy who wanted like a, he even said just a dark Tron themed towel army. Uh, so I just kind of played around the color scheme and eventually got it down pat um, to where it was easy. Really, it's really easy at this point um, mm-hmm. to do. So that, that was honestly my client's idea was just dark Tron towel. Um, and it's, it, it's such a limited color palette that it's like, once, once you have it down, it's, it's no, pro- it's nowhere near as like, cool like it's not yeah. cool but intimidating as it looks kind of thing well yeah but it's 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 that thing with anything where you spend enough time doing it and you become an expert right right exactly but that that was that was for him um but it was it was also a competition piece and i had told him i was like can i can i enter this like cause since you know before i ship it out kind of thing because i'm gonna put you know, I'm going to put some extra spice in this to make it look, yeah, look yeah. good. And, you know, no, no extra charge. I just want to see if how, how it does. And it, and it won the um, Goonhammer COVID painting competition. I think that was the one it was. Um, awesome. Well, so that was, that was, that was awesome. I wasn't really was not expecting that. So yeah, no, <laughs> um, that worked. It worked out. Yeah. Then they seem like nice guys over at Goonhammer. Yeah. They? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, okay. Well, you talk about that being, um, one of your first commissions i suppose you are now you're you're not just darcy bono you're darcy bono creations oh yes <laughs> um, yeah how what's that journey been like becoming a, a commission painter and and painting for other people i guess it's it's been really interesting it just kind of snowballed um because mm-hmm. um again started in montana and i painted up a chaos lord in the same color scheme as the iron jaws essentially. Right. Um, and I, and I put that on eBay just to, just to sell it. Cause I was like, this looks cool, but it's just going to sit on my shelf. And a guy you know, bought it and was like, Hey, I've got some other stuff I'd like painted if, if you want to give that a try. And I, I hadn't done commissions before. And I told him that, and he was, 
everyone that I work with has been super calm, like no deadlines or anything. So it's nice. like, you can't say no to that. It's just paint, paint this when you want to paint it kind of thing. Um, and then it kind of took off from there. Um, and the, I think between the, I think the ice jaws and the Tron towel really put, not put me on the map, but definitely gave me the most exposure out of stuff I painted. Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of just culminated into a, in a, into a constant um, demand essentially for, for, for commission projects. The downside is, and the great irony is <laughs> my son being born, got me back into painting as he gets older, requiring more and more attention, you know, play with me thing. I have yeah. less time for painting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I haven't, yeah, I haven't been able to paint full time. It's, you know, whenever he's gone to bed, um, I'll paint for a couple hours, he, uh, literally every night, yeah, yeah, a couple hours every night for the last five years. <laughs> uh, but now that he's, uh, you know, old enough to go into kindergarten this coming autumn, I am looking to, to go full time, full tilt. Mm -hmm. So that'll be a whole new journey doing um, the real deal, full time studio mm -hmm. painting. So, well, I was going to ask you about that because, I, 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 you know, I didn't realize you were only part time, but so. Oh, yeah. You're looking forward to going full-time commission painting. That's I am. Yeah. I've got so much I, I want to get done and for, for like my birthday and for like mother's day and stuff. I, I, I like tell my husband, I'm like, look, you know what I want. Just give me like literally the whole day off. No, no presents, <laughs> no flowers. Go. <laughs> leave me in my room with my paints. You, That's exactly. Yep. Yeah. Put my headphones on either audio book or yeah. music. And then I, he'll, he'll come back home and I'll st I'll like come up from the, the basement painting room and he's like have you been down there all day i'm like yes yeah yep. yeah hence the pale pallid skin go <laughs> <laughs> have a party in my honor it's fine yeah, yeah basically so. nice that's really cool well i mean i wish you every luck with with going full-time commission as well that's uh, thank you that's really exciting and um yeah so all right let's let's jump on to your next uh thing here and we're going to talk about a bit of kit bashing oh um Let's tell me about the she orc. <laughs> so the she orc was a Mother's Day present to my mom. Oh, nice! Since, since she, I've I literally since I was fourteen. I'm now I'm now thirty two. I still come running to her, going, "Mommy, look what I painted!" Um, so, <laughs> nice. And she's always been really, really encouraging um, and enthusiastic about it. Um, so almost every year, basically when when I when I can put effort into it and make it look good. I will paint her something. And weirdly enough, I was looking at her like display of all my stuff I painted that she has at, at, when I've gone home. And I was like, it's always a cavalry unit. And I don't know why it's like chaos night, one of the wood elves, but so it, I guess, cause they look cool. They look like cavalry units always look awesome. Um, but that I painted as a mother's day present for her uh, representing me as her daughter. <laughs> Because I was, I was a wild child, uh, <laughs> very, very violent, uh, very angry. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, and we're talking like, you know, coherent thought age two on up. So, so she, wow. yeah, <laughs> she had to right. put up with, she had to put up with a little sheet work for quite a, quite a while. Oh. <laughs> so I painted, uh, I painted that. I literally sculpted on the, <laughs> the, the female anatomy of the orc yes, yes. uh that that was that was interesting in itself because trying to get like everything proportionate and not like ridiculous 
Yes, it's, it's, it's a fine line for many a sculptor to work. Yeah, with. especially with orcs too, because they're supposed to be cartoony, but there's a difference between cartoony and like, yikes. So, yes, yes. Was, <laughs> so that was... Uh, I, I just you made me think of a, a couple of years ago they, the ogre team came out for yes yes that's exactly Forge right and the Forge World brought out the female ogres and it was sort of like well yes that probably is how they look but I don't know um, they're <laughs> I don't a bit <laughs> that's, yeah, okay fine I, well not for me to say but, but yeah. yeah since it was for my mom it didn't that didn't really matter but it was more just funny as I'm doing it I'm like this is so ridiculous I'm sculpting this onto an orc right now but <laughs> it's taking me entirely too long <laughs> yeah, but uh putting that on the on the wolf I think that was a thunder wolf cavalry um that was fun so nice and how did uh your mother react to that gift oh she she loved it she's like this is like probably my like that was her favorite for a while, I think. Um, it's, it's It was weird because that's not really her aesthetic, but I think she just appreciated the, yeah, that's Darcy. Like, like yeah, nice. <laughs> to, yeah, that's that's my daughter. Yes. <laughs> the, mad, of, um, the mad green thing screaming on the back of all. Yep, yeah, so, uh, but ordinarily I'll paint her either. Um, her her style is Night Haunt and Sylvaneth, so a little more, okay. a little more elegant, a little more natural kind of think like traditional Lord of the Rings kind of elves. Uh, but that was a nice like, hey mom, look at this <laughs> <laughs> project for her. Nice. It's uh, well, I mean, just I mean, going back a little bit, I should have asked you this at, uh, around the first question, really. But you mentioned there again. Lord of the Rings uh, and how that initially sort of got you hooked. Have you ever gone back to the Middle Earth range at all? Or? No, I bought, uh-oh, what's his name? Aramir, jeez, Aramir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Aramir. Um, I bought him and started painting him up and then I ended up messing something up and just shelved him for a little bit. So I'll, I'll come, yeah. I'll come back to him. But n- no, and the main reason is because and I've tried to get my husband into games workshop stuff because he's a, he's a big Lord of the Rings fan. But, but as he has said, like, you can't really stray from the box. It's like hard to stray from the box art because then, because then it's not the character. I mean, technically you could tweak a few things here and there, but I feel like there's just not as much painting creativity when you're dealing with a, this is this character. This is how they look. Yeah. You're right. right. Unless you go with some of the stuff that, games workshop have since produced that wasn't really in the films or right right yeah then that's a that's a little yeah then you have a little more creativity but overall not no i'm 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 happier where i am i think <laughs> nice yep no that's absolutely fine yeah it's uh, uh well and you'll you've you've painted a shield as well on a wall yeah <laughs> rampaging across the the land um speaking of giant beasts yes uh let's go on to the next thing on your list uh and you've mentioned this is something that you, this is a faction that you particularly like as well. Tell me about your Saigor. Oh, yes, the Saigor. So that was my first big monster model. Prior to that, it had just been infantry sized cavalry. Right. Um, so I was a little nervous. It was my first like airbrush experience. Um, right. So <clears throat> I, I was really worried on multiple levels, but I was like, I'm just going to do this. It's my own model. It's not a commission or anything. I may as well. I, I had been getting asked for bigger commissions and wasn't comfortable accepting them because um, I hadn't any experience in them. So right. I was like, I'm just going to do this, get this under my belt. This is an awesome model. It's a giant minotaur throwing a boulder with, yeah. or a cyclops minotaur with a <laughs> boulder. Um, so that, that was 
that ended up being um, a lot easier than I thought it was going to be because at the time I still had storm vermin fur spray, which they don't make anymore. Oh, <laughs> I great, missed that. Yeah, it was their terrain mm-hmm. spray. I actually ended up finding some in Utah here. <laughs> Years later, I found four cans and bought all of them. Oh, lucky me. I almost cried. I was like, yes. <laughs> I had a friend who went over to the States at some point a few years ago, and he came back with two cans of Rhinox hide spray. Oh, oh thank you, please. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. That's even, that's a little more universally usable than storm vermin. But, um, but since that was the, that was the exact fur color, that kind of brown gray of, yeah, yeah. of, of my beast of chaos. Um, that was like, this is perfect. This should do nicely. And then could just highlight the muscles with my airbrush. So that was fun. I got a little, little bit of OSL experience on the glowing boulder yeah, yeah. rune. So it was good. And then I, I don't know why I did this. Cause I love the Sylvaneth. I did him stomping on a dryad. Um, she kind of blends into the base, which is meant to be, it's supposed to be like a, um, uh, like a second glance kind of thing. Like I didn't want her to be like seen immediately. I wanted it to be more of like a, Oh my God, is that <laughs> kind of moment? Yeah. One of those details you got to look for. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you see it, you're like, Oh man. But, uh, so that, that worked out, that actually ended up working out perfectly. Cause I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make that look r- correct basically. So, but that worked out. She looks like she's getting crushed under hooves. So. Yeah. Nice. That's great. Well, so a couple of questions that are out there. I mean, uh, and I suppose this might be useful for anyone thinking of going into commission painting in the future. I mean, you talked about that was a time not only of just painting something that big, but also of getting some experience with an airbrush or trying to mm-hmm. do OSL for the first time or or just trying to get good at OSL maybe. Is that, would you recommend that as something for when you're becoming a commission painter, like you can always learn new things. You can always, if someone says, Oh, I want it to look like this. And you think, Oh, I don't know how to do that. You can go out and learn. You can go out and get that experience at any time. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. And that was one of the reasons that I started doing more commissions that, that, that it kind of helped me broaden my painting portfolio on things I normally wouldn't have bought for myself. Um, which is ultimately how I ended up in 40 K at all was, was because of the towel commission. Um, and then that got me into looking at other 40 K stuff and it works, but yes, that, um, I, I will give my clients a head heads up basically. I'm like, Hey, I don't have much experience or I don't have any experience doing this. However, if you're okay with me trying, I, I won't ruin your model. It just might not look amazing. If you're okay with that, I'll try it. And either it's, if you're not comfortable with it, don't worry. Or yeah, sure, give it a try. So, um, that just just ask basically. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's a good policy. Just be honest and ask and and see where people are at and what they want. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't and and you can you you can usually get a feel for for the people you're working with like straight out the gate. Like if they seem pretty finicky and pretty tight, then either a don't work with them or or you know do be up be upfront on what you can and can't do from from the get-go yeah i suppose another question this is more for my own interest this i years ago I, I tried doing some commissions for people and i found it very difficult because i'm quite uh, i get very invested in what i'm painting and i find it hard to paint not for myself is that something that you have ever struggled with have you ever thought oh god i wish i was working on my own things right now or you know uh- mainly only if I've been doing a lot, if I'm doing an army project, um, I, I will get 
distracted and be like, I could really go for some Age of Sigmar right now. But but again, my clients that I accept are really relaxed. They're fine with me taking a coming up for air, getting some Age of Sigmar in, and then going back to their stuff. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, that that definitely happens. Um, but mainly just in the big scale stuff. But if it's like a small hero thing, like where I can give like you know maybe a week to make this thing look really good, then then I'm fine. Yeah. Nice. Great. Well, that's that's fantastic. And so the other thing I was going to ask you about the cycle. Um, you mentioned again earlier on uh you you've you've been drawn to the beasts of chaos yes um there is that mythological minotaur sort of feel to them um is that are they still a a, a passion project of yours are they still something oh yeah like oh yes i i love the beast of chaos i <laughs> yeah my three favorite factions are 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 in no particular order iron jaws beast of chaos and then ironically sylvaneth mm-hmm. um but uh, yes, the Beast of Chaos are—I I don't know—that I might actually like them more than Iron Jaws, just because they have such a vast array of different units to choose from, and their um, Monsters of Chaos um, range that is that is old. It's aging, but it's—but I like I like taking the older sculpts and making them and painting them with like newer styles essentially like we've got a we've got a lot more tools that we can use yeah yeah so i like taking those older sculpts and you know giving them a good awesome paint job with the what we have available to us now so i i I like that it's an older range at times um but that and i i just like the brutality and again the mythology that goes with it and they're just they're just a zoo of monsters which is I, I like that a lot. <laughs> it is pretty fun. Every now and again, I sort of, uh, whenever I'm walking through one of the stores, well, typically at Warham World, um, it's the Jabba Slive. Yes! Oh, I was just going to mention him! <laughs> yeah, because it remind, obviously it's, it's linked to uh, the Jabberwocky right. mm-hmm. um, and film and uh, all that sort of stuff. But it's such a, even though it's old, and it, it's, it is an old miniature now, I think it's aged fantastically gracefully because it still looks like a beast of chaos monster. Doesn't it like right. it came out, what, 20 years ago maybe? I don't know, it's probably not that much, but it feels like a long time ago now. It might have been 20 years ago. Because yeah, this, t- it might have been actually, now that I think about it. But um, well, yeah, I love, I love, I don't have that one. That's the one I don't have. And I found it at my local game store, tucked into a corner, Nice. reasonably priced and i'm like i want this so bad yeah, yeah however i'm afraid that as soon as i buy it that's when they'll start releasing the new beast of chaos <laughs> uh, well there's always that fear I'll, I'll jinx it that way <laughs> yeah but i think i think you can't go wrong with the that old jabba slide i think yeah, yeah. it Even. is it is good i i love how like like slug it, like it looks like exactly how they like you'd picture it it's this, yes. this weird like indescribable monster without looking without looking too like cthulhu-esque um so yeah, i really yeah. yeah i i need to just do it after this conversation i honestly might just go out and do it but <laughs> that's what we like yes inspiring yes but but yeah that and the um the cockatrice um that oh, was another, yeah, yeah that that, that I, I should have sent you that picture actually i painted that in the in the autumn scheme with mostly contrast paints and that because like, I was t- I was taking it to Adepticon and needed to get it done quick and that actually turned out really well but I, I love that model too yeah it's, that's a beautiful one actually as well yeah it's yeah like, the pose the pose is awesome that like 
eagle screech look. It's yes, yeah, screech. That's exactly the right mm-hmm. word for it. Yeah, it's uh, well. There you go. Heard it here first. Darcy Bono's going to paint us Jabba's life. Um, uh, yeah, I really. I, I probably <laughs> thank you. My wallet. Thanks you. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Let's let's move on from the beast of chaos. Um, tell me about the jungle squig. Oh yeah. Um, so that was actually the colossal squig was a gift from my towel client to me because he knew I had, I had always wanted to paint one. Um, so that was super nice of him. Uh, cause it, it wasn't a commission. It was just, here you go. I know you've always wanted this. So, um, yeah. And then a painting competition, a local one came up. Um, and I was like, I know exactly when I'm going to enter into this. Um, mm-hmm. so I had, I don't remember what possessed me to do the tree frog, the red eye tree frog color palette on it quite a striking look yeah yeah I don't know what caused that but I'm I'm glad I thought of it because I was I mean they're kind of frog-esque you know oddly yes frogs with teeth Um, yeah with yeah (laughs) lots lots of teeth but um but yeah so I went with the the little red-eyed tree frog because it's such a like you said striking color palette and I was like this will be fine I'll just put it in a like semi-jungle environment like crashing through some jungle ruins um and then I used the, I think they were the squig hopper squigs minus the mounts. I just green stuffed over the, um, where they're, where they sit and did them running along behind them. Like, like the babies, <laughs> little baby squigs following giant squig mom through the, through the jungle. So, um, yeah, that was, I don't know what caused that, but I, that was my thought process. It's like, this will look cool in a jungle theme. It does. It looks fantastic in a jungle theme. I suppose um, this is another question uh, that I ask for slightly selfish reasons because of uh, a thought process I'm going through relatively recently, uh, relatively recently with my own projects. Uh, you did the jungle squig in um, a very striking jungly uh, look, but then of course uh, squigs are a destruction army. They fit quite nicely with iron jaws. Have you ever revisited the your ice jaws scheme, and and would you ever be tempted to take a a, a model like that squig and turn it into an ice jaws mon- miniature? It's funny you say that. I'm in kind of. I, I was. This is that's really funny. I was just thinking of this the other day. Um, yep. So I did the ice jaws, and then I did um, the shade spire iron jaws, the four Ard Boy mm-hmm. models in a totally different color scheme and a more traditional, like warm green skin, orange armor, yeah. uh, te- teal cloaks. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've seen. So those. very, very different. And I've been kind of in between of well, should I just go warm or should I go back to the ice jaws? And the only reason I'm hesitant to go back to the ice jaws is because it's such a monochromatic color palette, which yeah. in theory you could argue, yeah, you can just add some spot color here and there. Um, but I don't really want to, like, I, I, I like how they look monochromatic, Yeah. but that was when I had, you know, just started getting back into painting. So right, I don't yeah. know. It's a little simplistic. I, I should be able to think of a way to tweak it. So it's a little more interesting for me to paint, no. but I don't, I don't know if I want to do that <laughs> yeah no it, it, you you make perfect sense because i'm i'm having this thing because obviously the horus heresy is just um having its latest iteration come out and mm. um i've got the box and should i i've always had a blood angels army and i was thinking oh i'll just add them all to my blood angels army and then I, you think well actually i painted the blood angels army years ago 
if I, if someone asked me to paint a blood angel's army now, I'd paint it entirely differently. Yeah. And I don't want to have two different looking sides of the same army. So I'm probably going to do something different, but it, I know it's that thing where you, you know, obviously you had a, a passion for the, the ice jaws um, way back when. And that's why I asked you if it was tempting to sort of return to that because I had, I still, the blood angels are my favorites, but um, I don't think I could go back to that army after all this time. And that, yeah, that's a, that's a hundred percent where I am right now with them. I, I should probably give it a try at least. And then, yeah. cause I can, I can still play them in war cry. I should honestly just paint something, you know, another character for uh, another fighter for my war cry war band and see how it goes. Um, but, uh, cause that was before contrast paints existed. I know I could do their skin yeah. easily with, with contrast stuff. So it's, um, it, it'd be worth a shot, but I do have Kragnos and I'd love to do him. And cause I love, I love dapple gray horses yeah. and he would look oh. so good. And that would tie in with that winter icy scheme. I was like doing him and a dapple gray horse body. I'm not sure on the skin where I'd go with that. But that would look good and fit in. He would look good with that ice theme, I think. He really would, yeah. So that is tempting for me. <laughs> there you go. Jab a slide first, then Kragnos, and you'll be fine. It's, um, yeah, I've got some big, I got some big boys to work on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Um, well, speaking of big boys, then, um, you're actually the second person I've had this season uh, talking about this model. Um, or are you the third? I think you might be the third, actually. I can't remember now. Um, Gaskell Thracker. Yes. What? Yes. Because this is obviously everything we've been... To, well, no, the tower side, uh, your passion seems to lie very much with Age of Sigmar. But so what drew you to Gaskell, Mag, Uruk, Thracker? So I, I do like the orcs, the 40K orcs a lot. Um, yeah. Or any any orc, really. But but I, as far as the 40K universe, they're my favorite. <laughs> Hands down, my favorite. Um but I hadn't really been, I, I'd just been painting like boys here and there just, just to kind of play around with grit and grime and the industrial grunge look, yeah. which I'm not, obviously being Age of Sigmar, not terribly used to painting. So th- they were kind of a side project just to dip my toes in something new. Uh, and then I had a, fr- a friend of mine um, actually bumped into him at the local game store Um and we were, uh, I was there playing Warcry with someone else. And he's like, oh, hey, he's like, I've been meaning to talk to you. And I was like, okay. He's like, I've got Gaskell Thraka. Would you like to paint him? I'm like, aha, uh-huh. yes, I would. Because nice. <laughs> it was one of those models that I, that I thought looked amazing. But I, you know, I didn't have a full army at the time. So I couldn't justify going out and buying it and spending time painting it just to have him sit on my shelf when I had other things I should have been, you know, commission stuff I needed to work on. So that turned into a, a a commission, but it was something I probably would have bought for myself anyway. So that was, that was a a win-win there. So that I got to paint him. He was like, yeah, just standard box art. Um, he was, he was already assembled. So I was a little worried about that just since he's such a complex, he's, he's, it's not it didn't end up being as bad as i thought it was mainly just getting to his his face that was the hardest part yeah Um, yeah but uh but yeah that that was a fun surprise commission project and and painting and he's and the guy's a huge orc fan too so i got to put my like orc love into it and then get to see it like extra appreciated um yeah so he he honestly teared up a little bit i think (laughs) that's lovely that's very nice So, so it was great. So how did you then 
you mentioned the unfamiliarity with, uh, or relative unfamiliarity with painting that grimy, gritty, grimdark sort of um, stuff. How did you find that going into into all that? Well, it, it really helps that, um, so like I said, my husband will not get into Warhammer, but he loves um, scale model historical stuff. Oh, cool. He, yeah. So he, do, he doesn't do it as, you know, nonstop as I do, but he'll he'll do it occasionally if he did, you know, if there's not a video game to play or if he doesn't have anything that he knows he wants to do, he'll put together a model, Um, you know, tanks, planes, all that. Uh, So he knows weathering. I, I, I get the gist of weathering, but I keep having to look at reference photos to the point where it's like you're in a foreign country with a translating book. So, (laughs) Yeah, I've been there. Yes, I know. That's, that's me when it comes to painting that style. So it was, um, it was different. It's just so different. Um, cause, yeah. and the way that scale modelers weather is different Usually. than how, than how I would weather. Yeah, yeah. So that was interesting, but I still had him to kind of go back and be like, okay, old rust looks like this new rust looks like this. The yeah. most wear, the most wear and tear would be here. And what does it look like when it's scuffed versus when it's scuffed mm, and, yeah. and like, just recently scuffed. So I, I kind of had him to fall back on. I, I bought him like scale model books before as presents. So we, we were both, that was fun. It was like a fun, like couples project trying to get me like wrap my head around. Yeah, that's really cool. So that's, it was good. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, that's, I, I'd never even framed it in stuff in questions like that, but you're right. Having to, what does it look like when it's being touched all the time as opposed to not being touched? Is it, you know, is it a natural streak? Is it being smeared on? Is it, yeah, it's, and they do do that, you know. People who, you know, do airfix stuff and um, all of those scale model um, historical things. They, I mean, that sort of where when we uh, lowly miniature painters are learning to do, um, you know, edge highlights. They're learning how to dump a load of pigment on while wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he he's like edge, edge highlights. He's like, what? No, I'm yeah. like, that's that's the thing. He's like, no, nope, 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 no edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, it's very very unique to this. Yeah, but it's fun. We actually go out and whenever we see like old like construction equipment or anything, and that that is like you know nearby, and that we're like trespassing on construction sites. <laughs> but, uh, but we we were literally. Um, uh, so we're, we're right at the foot of the mountains and there's, there's like ski resorts everywhere around here. We took this like ski lift up to the top of this mountain, absolutely stunning views. Mm-hmm. And then we turn around and there's like, they're doing construction there, but it was the weekend. So they were all, you know, down, but they were there within like, you could like touch these things. I was like, Oh my God, it's weathering paradise. So like yes. we're up there with this like gorgeous, like Switzerland level view. And then yeah. we, we're just taking pictures of this construction vehicles weathering on its, on its treads, the chipped yellow paint. And I was like, Oh, this is great. We're going to, we're just going to put this in a file and use it as a reference. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. I, 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 I do that myself occasionally, although the I think it was the last time I went to the British Museum. I, oh, nice. I was walking through the um, sort of the Greco-Roman section of it and the verdigris that was yes. on display. It was just like, oh, I'm taking pictures of all of this because I need to know how, how this works. And so I have a folder of about 75 photos of <laughs> historical artefacts that just show me how bronze looks when it's old. Yes. Uh, yes. But it's very handy. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you get to do those sort of couples activities. That's really yeah. nice. 
It's, uh, yeah. Brought to you by weathering, grungy, grim, dark aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So has, has Gaskell um, inspired any more Warhammer 40,000 orcs since, since him? Um, I've got I've got 500 points of of orcs um, just because I wanted to do like an actual like play test. I'd done like a learn to play thing before, but it was you know it was it was just like the basic mechanics, not not the full game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he did. Um, nice. uh, it was a bummer since I didn't get to keep him, obviously. But uh, well, no. But, but but I've done him before. I can do him again. So yeah. um, well, so but yeah. Not- if you're trying to squeeze him into 500 points, that wouldn't be. Yeah, that would not work. Yeah, I, I try. I actually, yeah, I did it. And I was like, you can get him and like a thing of boys. And I yeah, that's think it. that was it, actually. <laughs> then Gretchen and oh, we're done. Yeah, yeah, I think that was that was it. But uh, yeah, he has um, quite a bit because I really like the Death Dreads, uh, the big right. the, the orc mechs. I love I love those models. Yeah. Um, so they, he kind of inspired me to go get one of those um, since they're you know, sim- really similar as far as like armor and, and everything. Yes, so yeah, yeah he did. You get to have a lot more fun with rusting and oil spurting everywhere. And mm-hmm. uh, Yes, definitely. Nice. Well, uh, I'm glad Gaskell has inspired you to take up the banner of the war. Yeah. Uh, but now uh, from, from screaming war to probably screaming, um, well, bloody murder, I suppose. Um, <laughs> your, the latest model, and I think this is one that I saw recently, uh, was this featured on uh, Warhammer Community? Um, your Angron? Yes, that was um, actually <laughs> yeah, screaming bloody murder. <laughs> yes, <laughs> screaming yeah, incoherent rage bellows. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was what actually got me to Warhammer World for the Horus Heresy event. They asked if I wanted to paint Angron, and of course I said yes. Um, so that that's uh, that's what got me to the UK recently, um, was, was him and seeing him there in the display case. Uh, he was actually next to Richard Gray's Dorn. I was like, oh my God, I seriously... I really almost teared up. So mm-hmm. I, I actually probably did tear up to be honest, but, uh, but yeah, so he was uh, as, uh, in the podcast day with Rich. Uh, I was saying how I had something in a cabinet next to his as well, but I was just swearing because it was, it was like, Oh God damn it. I thought that was quite good. And then I saw his. Thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. But okay. Well, that's great. That's lovely. So yeah. How, how was that experience? Oh, it was uh, as uh, painting him or being there. Being there. Being there, oh, being there was insane. It was, it was absolutely nuts. We, um, we had, uh, my husband had come with me because he'd always wanted to see England. Um, so we were there a week before just touring, um, Southern England because we, we we did the whole London experience and then, and then wanted to get away because we're we're, we're not big city people. So we went to Southern England. So we had had a little while in England and then, so I was, I was acclimated to everything and like I'd been, I'd been having a ball before that. So, getting to go to Warhammer world, like just the Mecca of my favorite thing on top of that was just mind shattering. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, it was a lot of fun meeting all these hobbyists that I've like, like I have playlists of their stuff basically on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was surreal. Uh, Richard Gray, Angel Geraldes, all, all those guys. Um, um, M uh, electric eve um yes, she, yes. she was a you know former um warhammer presenter um got to, got to hang out with her quite a bit she's she's awesome she's absolutely hilarious oh, nice. uh, so and and peachy i played Warcry with peachy so 
that well, was, lucky you. That was dream come true right there. <laughs> yes, he is, well, I, I know how much effort he puts into his war cry. So yes. I'm yes. I had, I had seen like, you know, what he had posted online and stuff, but getting to see it like and play it, like his terrain alone. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. I know. <laughs> Long ago I was like, Oh, what are you, what are you working on? He said, Oh, I'm just painting some tiny books in a bookshelf so that I can have it for my Warcry. I'm like, didn't know that was a character you could take in Warcry, but all right, fine. And then I, I saw those exact, exact books because they're yeah, he yeah. painted the Warcry book on yes, that bookshelf. He did, he did indeed, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, well done him. That's a, all right, so uh, I'm glad you had a lovely time over here. Um, it was fantastic. But, yeah, so but tell me a little bit more about Angron then. Uh, so as far as as far as painting him, he was actually super easy because he's all the same. Um, it was funny. It's, it's what uh, Richard Gray said about his Dorn. I'd heard him and um, saying that his you know Dorn was all gold, and I mean that's same as Angron. Is he's all bronze basically, yeah, all yeah. light 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 weathered bronze. Um, so that was fairly easy. That was done almost entirely with contrast paints, just nice. weathered. Um, just put skeleton, or I can never remember if it's skeletal or skeleton hoard yeah. over yeah. silver, and you get kind of a muted gold, and muted then gold. add a little little more brown to that, and you got bronze. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then just you know highlight accordingly. So that and a lot of blood was pretty much. <laughs> Isn't Book of the Blood God a really fun paint? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, that was the uh, uh, Flesh Terror's Red and oh, uh, and okay. and, uh, and a little bit of Saigor Brown. That's my my blood recipe, just because it's a little a mm. uh, little browner. You can do a little bit more like like a, a fade from fresh to dry with it, kind of thing. Nice. But uh, and then gave him his glowy, lost to the nails red eyes. So yes, yeah, that was fun. They were good glowing eyes, I thought. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted them to look like well, the 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 whole thing was the battle of Armatura, which is slaughtering the Ultramarines in. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wanted that to be his like moment where he like goes berserk to the point where he almost dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, no. Well, you you definitely captured the spirit of the absolute rage monster that is Angron. Yes. So, uh, Thank you. Okay, I've got a couple of questions. Um, sure. First off. Uh, I noticed. I, I want to bring this up because I saw it on uh, on Twitter. I think uh, I know you're not a a regular cosplayer, <laughs> uh, but uh, so obviously you enjoyed Angron. So is that is that a connection to your cosplay of Lotara Sarah? Yes, you you got it. So what? I I had read the Horse Heresy books. I'd read the main ones, yeah. um, and I knew. I knew of basically each faction, what their deal was. Um, yeah. But when they asked me to paint Angron, I was like, well, I should probably do my research and make sure that I get everything right. So I listened to all the World Eaters, you know, side art books. Um, yeah. And of course, Lotara Saren is in that. Oh, and yeah. is, and I was really afraid they were going to just end up making her the like traditional, you know, action hero cliche. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, and, and he didn't, uh, ADB, it like just made this amazing character that's like not... Not overly sassy, but like really? takes is no nonsense. I, I just absolutely fell in love with her character, and like, and I was like, I've got an idea. I was like, I I'm like really awkward around people, so and I when I don't know what to talk about, so I am going to see what her costume like. If anyone's done a cosplay, look right. up some concept art. So I looked it up. I was like, well, that's not that hard to do. It's just yeah, it just yeah. needs a jacket, really. 
Um, and coming from the States, I could only, you know, bring so much with me in my suitcase. I was like, this, this is fine. Like her pants I can wear. They're just, you know, black riding pants and boots I'm going to be wearing anyway. Yeah. Um, so really just needed the jacket and the, the pissed off attitude. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. So, um, yeah, it was a really easy cosplay for a character I absolutely loved. And I thought it would be a really fun way to engage with people. Um, Cause I'm not that big of a name compared to like Richard Gray and the studios that were there. I was like, they're not going to know who I am from Adam, you know, to look at me kind yeah. of thing. So I was like, this will be a good way for me to just, you know, talk to people with just, yeah. you know, because they like the world eaters or cause they like Lutara Saren. Yeah. And that's what ended up happening. I was like, I hope, this isn't like dumb. I hope this wasn't a bad idea, but the no people, idea. people loved it. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, honestly though. I just remember from those books, it's been a while since I read them, but I do seem to remember she was almost as terrifying as Angron himself in some of those. Well, she was better though. Cause she was so yeah. much more coherent. She, she and yes, Karin. Yes. Yeah. She and uh, I, I, it's so funny here. Like whenever I say Karn now, I like flinch a little bit. Cause I always, I've been listening to the English Con, which oh. sounds so much better than Con. <laughs> so every time I say it now, I'm like, eh. but uh, but anyway, yeah. she and Con um, were I feel like two peas in a pod because they were they were still exceptionally brutal and bloodthirsty, yes. but they were competent. Yes. Whereas Engron is just so incompetent because he's so mad all the time. Yeah, um, yeah, you're so, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, I, I I feel like both of those two. Like if they if they had if Engron had just gotten ditched on New Syria, those two would would have probably been totally fine together. Yeah, they'd have worked out. <laughs> it would have been fine. Um, yeah, all right. So the the next question I was going to ask um, was uh, between Engron and Lotara Saren, Are you now tempted to paint a, an entire? world eaters army or you, you have to yes. get oh you are I, I am i got i did get the um the box set from from games workshop they sent me the box set after after the event yeah um so i've been working my way through it's hard because i've got so many commissions but i want i want to do this because it looks so cool yeah. um i i do want to I've, I've painted about six of them of, of a unit of just the basic marines and i've gotten the yeah. color schemes down i've got the blood down nice. um but I think what I would want to do more than anything as a, as a tribute to Lotara, someone has done this. I, I need to go on my Twitter. I'll post it again when I find it has done a chaos Knights themed army based mm-hmm. on the original world eaters color palette, Ooh. but also the Lotara Saren red handprint on their oh, pauldrons yeah. and stuff. And it looks oh, fantastic. So I would love to take that and, and kind of make it my own, um, obviously not directly copy it, but have no, it be no. heavily inspired, heavily inspired by that. <laughs> exactly. An homage to. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So uh, either that or a Latara Saren kit bash. Uh, I think I could do that out of some Imperial Guard bits. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the Stormcast, the new Stormcast have female heads. And I yeah. think one of theirs would be pretty close. I don't know if the scale would be right, but I, I want to dabble in that too. <laughs> It's worth worth experimenting with. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, uh, Darcy, this has been a wonderful conversation. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> I have I have two questions that I ask all of my guests. Okay. My life in miniatures, uh, and we're going to start with the first one here. What's your favorite paint? Oh God. Yeah, that's the response I get from most people. Um, my favorite paint. I am. Oh, like paint color? 
You want a specific paint or, or paint color or whatever you want. Yeah. Um, um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, this we might be here a while. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. I genuinely have learned to really enjoy torturing painters with this question. It's um, yeah. Some people have one that just immediately they they spurt out their mouth. It's like it's a reflex action. But most people, when I ask that question, they just go, "Ooh," and then there's there's a bit of silence as people are, are thinking of their answer. So. I I'm it's I'm kind of I'm torn. I'm going to go with. Uh, uh, monument hobbies titanium white okay i've not heard it, of that one no, it is no. um they're they're a u.s company um but i think they're distributed through element games in the uk i think that's right. their their uk distributor it, it might be a subsidiary i'm not sure okay um but titanium white because since i use contrast paints so much they looks they they really pop over white okay um, but yeah. yeah and and that that white is so smooth but so mm-hmm. opaque and you don't run into because i've got you know I've, I've as a painter i have tons of brands of paint yeah but that that white is definitely the smoothest like least gritty i, I i've ever used so as far mm-hmm. as like setting setting up the foundation for like my tron towel and in any or even the ice jaws like ice weapons like everything starts with a really bright white yeah. um and it goes on great through an airbrush too so i i feel like that's probably my most used most this affects everything else paint cool nice that's a good answer that's, that's something thank that you I <laughs> it took me it took me a while to work through but i got, I got there <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's absolutely fine all right well uh, i'm gonna give you another tricky one now oh, oh no uh, although you you may have previously answered it already in this in this podcast but we'll see um you've just finished your latest project if you could paint any anything next any miniature next it could be one that only exists in your head the one that has been rumored one that you can go and buy off the shelf right now what does darcy bono want to go and paint next Oh, oh man! You you really threw the curveball in with the uh, imaginary part. Like oh, it man. could be anything. <laughs> anything you like. Oh man! Um, <laughs> this is what I do. I get guests on and I torture them with these two questions. This is this is tough because I've got I've got t- I've got different genres to work with too. There's 40k stuff that I'd love, and then there's uh there's Age of Sigmar stuff I'd love. Yeah, yeah. I need to like go down and look at my cabinets. I have like a ton of unpainted stuff in my cabinets. You know what? What I would really love to paint, especially, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to say that. The Green Knight, the Bretonian Green Knight. Oh, my favorite. Yeah. I came across, there was a local hole in the wall store in Montana that had all this old, like older sixth edition and older stuff. Yeah. I went nuts and bought tons of it. They had the green knight there and I didn't oh, buy him. Oh, and I, and I, cause I was like, it's Montana. No one else is going to be here. There's 10 people in town. Yeah, yeah, I came, yeah. but came back later, like, like a year later, yeah. but still it's no, still, yeah, yeah, gone, yeah. gone, was not there. I was like, no. That, that mini it's still, I had it when I was a kid and I did what I did with all of my miniatures back then in that I just ruined it. And <laughs> I would, I don't, well, I could go and buy it off eBay, but it just, the amount of money that it costs yeah. right now is insane. 
And I would say, I would say that or or a necrosphinx from the Tomb Kings. Oh yeah, they were great as well. Yeah, yeah. so I, I I recently traded uh, with someone on uh, via Twitter for um, I don't know uh, if you can see that I'm I'm going to show Darcy a model on her camera. Uh, long ago, uh, oh, Games yeah. Workshop made a version of uh, Robin Hood called Bertrand oh, Brigham, and he's got. Um, uh, Friar Tuck and Little John with him as well, but they, they've got different names. They're not. They're, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I said to the guy, "Oh yeah, any other old Bretonian stuff you got? I'll take that." And he's like, oh, "Okay, great." And I was like, "You don't. You, you haven't got a Green Knight, have you?" And he's like, "I do, but I'm keeping that one." And it's like, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh well, just give me the Green Knight." <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, it's one of those things I try not to think about because it wasn't marked up. It wasn't like, "Hey, this is a mm. turbo record." It was like normal price. I, I was oh, like, wow. "Why didn't I do that? What was wrong with me?" Yeah, that, I, I think I was just distracted by the Tomb Kings because he had a ton of Tomb King stuff. Well, that was uh, cool. yeah. But yes, oh, I'm gonna go yeah. cry. I'm gonna go buy a Jabber Slith and cry now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go and stare at pictures of the green note on eBay. And- <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'd actually probably do that before the Necro Sphinx, just because I like I know what it's the Necro Sphinx is big, and I feel like I'd overthink what it's supposed like what I want it to look like. Whereas the Green Knight, it's like I know what you're supposed to look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, Darcy, thank you so thank much you. for uh, taking part in this, uh, for telling us all about your life in miniatures. Um, we wish you all the very best of luck with okay. um, Darcy Bono Creations going full time at some point in the future. Yes. And um, I can't wait to see more of what you put out on social media. So thank you very much again for doing, doing this podcast. No, thanks for having me. Really, it's been awesome. It's been a pleasure. And there you go. That was my lovely chat with Darcy. Darcy, thank you very much again for being on the podcast. Um, I really, really enjoyed that chat. That was so much fun. Um, yeah, Darcy's a great person to talk to. And I hope uh, you were looking at some of her miniatures while we were talking. Again, just to remind you, she is uh, Darcy underscore Bono underscore creations on Instagram. Uh, she is at Darcy underscore Bono on Twitter, and she has that link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash uh, Darcy underscore Bono underscore creations, um, which has got lots of useful links and I think some discount stuff in there as well. So uh, she's even helping you guys out. Um, that was fantastic. Uh, it actually reminded me I was going to give you guys a bit of a, a tip because obviously at the end there we talk, I briefly mentioned that I recently acquired... Um, Bertrand the Brigand um, and his his companions uh, Hugo Le Gros and Guy Le Grand, uh, which just is just Robin Hood, uh, Little John and Friar Tuck. Uh, I, I got them in a trade recently, and I just stripped them. And I was going to give this uh, little top tip um, to some of my. Uh, I think well, it's only really going to be UK based hobbyists. Um, uh, if I managed to strip them, because I was, I found in uh, there's a shop in the UK which is quite a useful shop. It's called Wilco, uh, and they do Wilco all-purpose paint and varnish stripper, which is about five quid um, for a pot of it. Uh, and uh, I put a bit of that into a little uh, glass ramekin dish and uh, soaked those miniatures in them in that stuff for. Uh, all of half an hour each, I think, and then just took the toothbrush to them, and um, not my toothbrush, obviously, not the one that goes in my mouth, but a spare old one. Um, 
took that to them and yeah they've come out really really nice and so now i've got them to work on i've got a little weird fun little plan for them as well uh, which is plan number 700 uh in my you know long list of things that i've said that i'm gonna do which i may or may not ever get around to maybe when i'm like 75 or something i'll get around to that one hopefully sooner but we'll see um Yes, one other thing I was going to mention, because normally this is the bit of the podcast where I tell you about all the audio snafus that we had, and we didn't have any in this one. It was great. Um, I was really happy with that. Uh, I know a lot of you are listening to these podcasts, and that makes me very, very happy, but I finally understand why um, YouTubers in particular uh, talk about please like and subscribe. Um Please subscribe to the podcast because I know you're all listening to it and I hope you're not relying purely on seeing my uh, posts appear on Twitter or or Instagram um, every week, which of course it's uh, on Twitter. I am at Heresy Heroes and on Instagram it is uh, the my underscore life underscore in underscore miniatures um, where you can see everything about this uh, this podcast and my personal hobby as well. Um, yeah, I, cause you know, if you subscribe, then you get alerts when it comes out and I know not many people are subscribing, but lots of you are listening. So, um, I finally understand what all those annoying YouTubers have been rambling on about for, for ages. Um, also, uh, that kill team I mentioned in the intro, um, that's probably going to be the thing that I'll be working on July 17th. For the uh, hashtag Warhammer Paintathon, um, let's see. Uh, looking forward to that. It's an excuse for me to say no, no, I can't come out and play today because I've got to do painting all day. Um, but I'll be working on something. Uh, I hope you will be too. Um, I hope your hobby is going great. Uh, I hope you had lots of fun doing some hobby while you were listening to Darcy and I have a chat there. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think episode four in the bag uh it's time for me to stop a rambling on um so i'll call it quits there uh, have a lovely week have a fantastic time and we'll see you again very soon for another episode of my life in miniatures <laughs>